Yo, 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 definitely want to thank you guys for checking with us, man. We, we got a big one. We got a big one tonight, man. We got a big one tonight. We, we, we definitely got a big one tonight, man. And guess what? We got to let you know that this one is very popular, man, because guess what? We got to shout out Talk Up The Ting and Talk Up The Ting made this possible for us to do this. And guess what? We, you know who we got in the building? We got we got the legendary BJ Daniels, man, USF, most famous man, straight out of Tallahassee, man, definitely got to represent. So I'm going to pass it to him so he could talk to you a little bit and tell you a little about himself. Uh, well, appreciate it. Uh, but uh, born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, I went to Lincoln High School. I got two little sisters, Laurel and Alina, uh, beautiful women that I love to death. Uh, parents are still together. I married Bruce and Rhonda. And uh, uh, from, uh, you know, basically from uh, Tallahassee, I, I went to University of South Florida, played in the NFL for a little bit, went to uh, three Super Bowls. I was blessed enough to have that opportunity. Um, and right now I'm currently uh, coaching at the University of South Florida trying to give back. All right, man. All right. So guess what? A lot of people hear that. But, you know, sometimes sometime people see the glitz and glamour, right? And they, they don't know the, the, the pain you got to go through and, and all the work that you got to put in in the work. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So we're going to go back from foundation. So the first question I have for you is that, like, how was life growing up as a young athlete? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't say my, uh, my upbringing was traditional. Um, until I was about six years old, I grew up in a dorm room on Florida State's uh, football campus. Um, you know, my dad was an RA at the time. Uh, my mother, she uh, was a nurse at Tallahassee Memorial Hospital uh, where I was born. And, uh, you know, I was the firstborn boy. And I, like I said, I lived in a dorm room. So, uh, you know, the simple fact of me growing up with kids in the neighborhood and, and uh, playing, uh, riding bikes and playing basketball and things like that, that didn't happen for me. Uh, but I got an opportunity and chances to spend time with my dad. Uh, who was also a former college basketball player at Bethune-Cookman College. So I had a chance to, uh, you know, really just learn sports from him. Um, he played basketball in college but uh, as a D1 athlete, but he also grew up playing football and different uh, baseball and things like that. So, um, you know, me and have a close bond and a close relationship, and that's where I first picked up a ball. He's the one that put it in my hands. And um, I, think when I, I think probably my earliest memory, I had a basketball goal and a basketball in my hands. So he, he's the one who, uh, you know, put the ball in my hands first. All right, all right. So, so I mean, from Tallahassee, right? And I, you, you hear all the talks about Tallahassee. You have, you have FSU. Um, you got FAMU right there. Uh, but, but you know, what I'm saying, like, we hear that it's so country. Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess people from the city, uh, you know, from cities would call Tallahassee country. Uh, you know, there are farms and things out there like that. But uh, Tallahassee is basically a college town. Seventy uh, percent of the seventy uh, percent of the uh, population is students. Um, so you have FAMU, Florida Agricultural Mechanical University, which is one of the biggest and best HBCUs in the country. Uh, you got Florida State, uh, which is one of the biggest uh, schools in the country as well. Uh, then you have one of the largest uh, community colleges in the state of Florida, uh, which is Tallahassee Community College. So um, college town, full of life uh, when school's in. Uh, it's a lot different uh, when school's not in in the summertime, but 
Um, you know, if you want to go to Tallahassee and you're a college student or in that in that scene, uh, you'll have a good time. So, why football? Um, well, uh, football was the uh, I, you know I'll just be realistic. Um, you know, I'm not six five. Uh, you know, basketball is my favorite sport. It always has been. But um, I had you know I had the opportunity in college to uh, play both. Uh, but when I had to really sit down and figure out what was the best thing for me and what I could potentially uh, make it professionally in, uh, football was my ne- my best option. So um, I put all, you know, while I was in college, I stopped playing basketball after my freshman year. I put all my eggs in one basket and uh, basically just, you know, tried to do whatever I could to make it as a as a quarterback um, and make it to the NFL. Okay, so um, so I, I feel like like my son right now he played football right, and um, I felt like as a, as a kid you'll go through so much different channels. Like he played running back, um, wide receiver, um, free safety. He played tight end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So his quarterback was always your put the position for you. Uh, I didn't play it early on growing up. Um, you know, I played played on defense, and you know, I, um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, go, taking it back to my dad, he was the only guy that I played catch with. So. Um, you know, I was throwing a football, you know, like I said, as, as early as back as I can remember. So, um, you know, I think there are certain things that certain talents God gives you. And uh, the older you get, you'll be able to figure those things out and use the talents that he's giving you to your best of your ability. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm not 6'5", but I'm able to throw a football and have been able to, you know, master it, practice it uh, over a million times. And, um, you know, just with the grace of God opportunity, it, you know, things kind of worked out for me. All right, all right. So let's fast forward. So um, in 2007, you was voted um, um, quarterback club player of the, of, the, of the year. Like, I'm guessing that you were probably, was a junior, senior? Senior in high school, yeah. Senior in high school. How did that make you feel knowing that you was playing in a, in a, in a, in a competitive conference, which is the 5A? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you get a lot of respect sometimes the conference <laughs> you're playing. A lot of yes, people sir. don't know that. Right. But when you play in, like, certain conference, you get a lot of respect. So, like, at that moment, you got voted, um, like, quarterback club of the year, you know what I'm saying? And, and all these other colleges are looking at you. How'd that make you feel? I mean, it was awesome. Um, you know, I tell the story all the time. My uh, junior year of high school, I'm playing with guys that were getting scholarships to USC, uh, to Florida State, to Clemson, and things like that. And I was a guy under the radar. Uh, I was an undersized, shorter black quarterback, and no one, you know, no opportunities were coming my way. And it was extremely frustrating because I'm playing with the guys. I'm throwing footballs to the guys that's getting all this attention. So, I just remember my dad telling me, you know, going into my senior year, just focus on what you have to do little by little and uh, game by game. And, you know, by the end of the season, uh, you'll be satisfied and pleased with whatever it is that you accomplish. So, uh, you know, I wrote a goal on a piece of paper about what I wanted to do that year, how many touchdowns I wanted to have per game and yards and wins. And I just, set, you know, set out to make sure each week I was focused throughout the week to prepare for those Friday nights in high school that you love to play. So, um, you know, for me to have that accolade at the end of the year, um, you know, that was just uh, number one through the advice and advisement of my dad, and number two, just uh, you know, really just focusing on the little things, um, and, and it, it kind of grew into something uh, bigger and something I didn't expect. Okay, okay. So the senior year come around because that's the time like you sit there and you wait and you you hear about all those letter of intents, right? People right. assign those letter of intent and try to go to college. You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure that USF was not the only letter you got from 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 a university. Why USF? You know what I'm saying? Why USF? Um, well, Coach Jim Levitt, uh, he was a head coach at the time. Um, there was a player on his team named Keely Dorsey, who was from Tallahassee as well, who also went to my high school, but he was a year older than I was. Um, unfortunately, uh, when he got to USF, he uh, had a seizure and died on the football field. Oh, um, damn. And, uh, but the cool thing, the thing about Coach Levitt was 
he busts down on four charter buses, the entire football team, uh, to Tallahassee, and Damn. he spoke at Keeley's funeral. Um, USF was already a team that I was interested in because of Keeley, and uh, USF also offered me. But to watch Coach Levitt speak at the funeral and talk about how much he loved his players and talked about how great Tampa was and uh, just to see that man, you know, go up there. And, and I'm not saying tears mean any or everything, but to see him be a, get emotional – uh, over a player um, who was just a freshman who had just got stepped foot on campus, um, you know, but it was a guy he recruited to come to that school. And uh, ultimately something, you know, bad and negative happened. I, I looked at that guy and was like, you know, that's somebody I want to play for. Um, you want to play for people that you respect, um, that you can look up to, and people that actually take a genuine interest, interest in you as a person, uh, not just a football player. So, um, you know, that was the major factor. Um, I also had the opportunity to play football and basketball, um, I also had the opportunity to play quarterback, which is a position I love. Um, there was Alabamas and Memphises and um, West Virginias and uh, Michigans that wanted me, but, um, you know, I, I really wanted to go to a school where I felt loved and appreciated because um, at the end of the day, football don't last forever. So you got to figure out, can you, A, live in that city, and I love Tampa, and, B, uh, can you play for somebody that, uh, you know, can push you and still cares about you as a person? So have you visit the school before you even signed to the school? Uh, yeah, I took a, I took an official visit. Um, I did not go to a single football game, but I took a visit to the school, uh, saw the school, and I, I just automatically fell in love with, with Tampa, and the, it's a metropolitan city and everything that it has to offer. Okay, okay. So after signing that letter of intent and you, you came in your first year, right, um, did you start right out the gate? No. Uh, so Matt Grothy, uh, big, okay. big ups and respects to him. Uh, you know, he was the guy that kind of paved the way for USF when they got to number two in the country. Damn, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, he had he had Raymond James rocking, but uh, you know, I had a chance to. Uh, I was under him for a year, um, and then uh, unfortunately, uh, due to an injury, he tore his ACL. Yeah, uh, that was that. a yeah, that was an opportunity for me to play. Okay, 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 okay. So you so you got the opportunity to play. So was that what game was that he got he, that that injury happened? Um, it's crazy how 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 it kind of happened. Um, you know, it happened versus Charleston Southern, which was the third game of the, our our year, our his senior year, and uh, the very next game um, was we were scheduled to play Florida State. So I had an opportunity to start and play um, against Florida State, which is you know in Tallahassee, my hometown a school that also did not uh, recruit me um, or want me to go to their school and play for them. So uh, just crazy how it all happened. You know, the injury, then my first game started is against uh, the city that or a team I grew up watching. I idolize and respect. I grew up on their campus. Uh, so it was kind of crazy how, you know, like I said, how things just kind of you know fell in line. But I mean, okay. So, so getting, get, getting, um, uh, getting scouted by USF and um, now become an official member of the team and now sitting and waiting on your turn to play, right? Like you, you get the attention from the campus and people get to know you are cause you're a football player. Right. Mm -hmm. But that moment that you get to start and the moment that you get to start throwing touchdowns <laughs> and start, you know, there's a lot of attention happening. So that's like another level, <laughs> yeah, that's another level. So, so um, right. how did you deal with, how was your experience from that moment that you start your first game at USF? Um, it was amazing. I mean, I was really focused to play against Florida State, but uh, like you know, I tell people all the time, people really don't talk about the week after. Uh, the week after, you know, you get to one of the highest moments that you can possibly uh, celebrate in your life. So the very next week, we played Rutgers, uh, and I didn't play well, and we lost. Um, you know, but it's just interesting, like you know, you know, especially now me coaching. You know, you got to ride 
these waves that come come in your life, um, and even just as a person and personal, you got to kind of stay even killed with it. Um, you know, so I was really high and excited and got a lot of attention. My Instagram followers were popping and, you know, all this newspaper clips and clippings, TV interviews, blase, blase. And then, you know, you ride that wave and it, it distracts you. Uh, it takes you from your true purpose and why you started and uh, from the beginning. So that is something as a young player, a young kid that I experienced in the very next week. Um, you know, God brought me back down to, to square one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, but I, I, as a, as an athlete, I, I, I learned that you didn't just be an athlete, right? You did other things other than an athlete, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things you joined, um, uh, uh, fraternity, right? Right. Um, what, what, what was the decision on that while you joined that fraternity, knowing that you, you already have attention, you already have females like throwing their panties at you and oh, you know man. what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you was the man, you know what I'm saying? Like no matter what it is, you are quarterback on a campus at you, you a lot of people don't understand how big USF is and how many students attend USF. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? It's a, it's, you could compare the, the numbers at USF to any school. Like, right. it's, it's a major university. So, like, how did you deal with that situation knowing that you, was, you still step out there and join a fraternity? Like, right. why did you do that? Yeah, well, the biggest thing for me, um, you know, my dad is also, I'm a legacy, so my dad pledged um, at Tuskegee. Um, but... So seeing him, um, seeing what he represented, seeing how he treated me and seeing how he treated my mother and seeing, um, you know, just his representation of what I thought was a man at the time. And, um, you know, he's been a great role model and idol for me. And, um, you know, uh, you know, with, with Cap, Cap Alpha Size, the fraternity I joined, and um, I didn't do it for any other reason other than I wanted to do what my dad did. Um, you know, I, as a quarterback, as you said, you get all the attention that you probably want and some you don't want, but – um, you know, I didn't, I didn't pledge Kappa for any other reason, um, other than to follow my dad's footsteps. Um, you know, I like looking clean. I like representing myself well. Um, uh, it's something that I saw, um, on the campus. Um, you know, the alphas were, they were big and they, yeah, they yeah. Were, I know you see us. They was doing their thing. Hey man, listen, hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I, I gotta admit that they was doing their thing. Y'all were huge in numbers on the yard and all that. But, um, you know, I just wanted to continue my dad's footsteps and, you know, at the time I had a girlfriend as well, um. You know, so it was it was just a situation where um, I liked the way these guys looked. I liked the way they dressed, you know, and I just wanted to, you know, continue my and follow in my dad's footsteps. Okay, okay. So I'm going to step back a little bit. I felt like, so, I mean, growing up, we always have some type of um, someone who we trying to, you know, be like, you know, like, so right. when you think about the, the football league, right, was, was there any um, idol of you that you feel like, you know what I'm saying, damn, I, li I like that, I like what he's doing out there, you know, even if he's older, younger, whatever. Right. Yeah, um, so Michael Vick, uh, I love the way he's played as a football player. Okay. Um, he's the reason I wore, I've, you know, worn number seven almost all my life. Mm. Um, yeah, I wore it in high school. I didn't even know that. High, high school, college, uh, NFL, uh, even when I got into the spring leagues and the XFL, um, you know, I, I really idolized and really appreciated the game uh, Michael Vick has played and uh, what he's contributed to football. I mean, you look at a, the dual threat game now, as far as the quarterbacks at that, at that position, you got you have to be mobile. You got Lamar Jacksons and, um, you know, Tyler Murrays and things like that. Kyler Murray, excuse me. And, um, you know, those weren't the first of their gen of their kind. That's uh, right. Michael Vick was the guy, and uh, he's somebody that I, I really watched. Um and the first time I saw him play, he was against Florida State. Uh, he played – Michael Vick played for Virginia Tech, and I got a chance to watch him. And when I saw him, I was like, man, I grew up watching Florida State. I was a Florida State fan. But who is this guy that's running all over this team? And uh, that's when he first caught my attention. 
Okay, okay. All right, so you talk about Florida State, right? So mm-hmm. from Tallahassee, right, playing for USF, right? right? So it seemed like you did a little stab in the back, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Went down right. the street and said, hey, I'm I'm, I'm a represent at the Tampa Bay area. And um, you, you have an opportunity to play at FSU, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember that game, and you, you, you did that. When you beat FSU, man, USF was on fire <laughs> because – it's not just because you just beat FSU. Number one for you, you went you went there and represent for you right. in your hometown. But man, FSU was a big contender in Florida. Period. Right. Right. So when you did that, how did that make you feel as an athlete? It was amazing. I mean, you know, you going against a, whatever the powers that may be, as big as Florida State was at the time. You know, no, no one would consider USF to be uh, part of the Big Three conversation, which was only Miami, Florida, and Florida State. Uh, so for us to go there uh, with me, myself as a young freshman, um, you know, and, and beat, you know, the almighty Florida State and a, a coach that everyone respects in Bobby Bowden, um, you know, that was an amazing thing. And for me, I mean, I've been to Florida State games all I can remember as a kid, um, you know, like watching guys like Charlie Ward and Derek Brooks. And um, I remember pregame uh, standing on the field, warming up, getting ready to play. And I would look up in the stands to where me and my dad used to sit and watch Florida State play okay. um, when I was a young kid. So, and I got all emotional and teary-eyed. I'm like, man, this is a, an amazing opportunity, and um, you know, I'm finna make the most of it. So, okay, okay. So then, f- fast forward now. So now you're playing. F- now, now you make you you made a statement at Florida State, right? And I remember you went to Florida. Yeah, you're in the Florida, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, okay, different result. We about to do this. We about to do this. We about to do this. Right, we about to do right. this. First half, you was balling. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? You was balling. Yeah, like yeah. so, like, what happened at that game? Like, how do you look back at that game and you be like, man, what? You have you ever thought about what happened out Florida? Because mm-hmm. some, no matter no matter where you go in this world, in this world, as a Florida kid, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at those three school, Miami, Florida State. In Florida, you be like, man, shit, I just want to get a win on all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like right. you, you know, you, th- you think like that. I'm, I'm two for three. Two for three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We missed so, one. <laughs> so, like, how do you feel that moment when, when y'all lost that game? Like, what happened? Yeah, um, you know, just, and I, I, I say this all the time, like, I really felt like, uh, you know, we, we could have beaten Florida. Uh, we did well in the first half. In the second half, um, you know, I like to always say, you know, you know, you, you can't you can't always take things on your shoulders and on your back. And I think that's something I did. Um, I, you know, tried to play do too much and not take what the defense is giving you and, and different things like that. And uh, that'll cause you to make mistakes. That'll cause you to not, um, you know, execute the game plan. Um, and that's what happened. There was interceptions that were thrown. And, um, you know, Florida's a good team. Uh, Florida's always been a good team. And, um, you know, they've always had great athletes. At the time, they, they had, you know, some uh, Olympic guys like – uh, Jeff Demps and Chris Rainey and, um, you know, just I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but they they, they were always loaded. They always will be. But yeah. um, definitely was a team that, you know, we felt like as a team at the time, we we kind of let them off the hook. Um, but uh, that's definitely something that's going to stick with me for sure. <laughs> but, but, but definitely at USF, you won 21 games, right? Mm-hmm. 21 games as a starter. Um, from 2009 from 2009 to 2012, right? And um, so when you think back of those 21 games, like which one of those games are you most like you re- you always remember? Which one of those games you felt like like hold dear to your heart? Yeah, um, you know, I, I, just to be honest, and this is you know not a shot at the coaching staff we currently have that I love dearly. Uh, you know, they our coaching staff came from Clemson, 
but the Clemson game for me was really big uh, because at the time it just it, it tested my 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 faith. To be honest with you, um, I had experienced an injury uh, before that game, um, and we, it was a bowl it was a bowl game to play Clemson. So the season ended in uh, November. I had an opportunity to heal, and then my next game playing was Clemson, and um, you know just that whole process of going you know over Christmas break and, and New Year's of um, being unsure if I'd be ready to go, if I'd be 100% healthy, and I uh, just had things going on in my personal life. And, um, you know, it was a quarterback competition, whether I was going to play or this other kid was going to play. Um, and, um, you know, first play of that game, uh, I throw an interception. Uh, so the coach very well had the, the right and audacity and ability to take me out. Um, so, uh, you know, but, you know, I speak about God often because I know he's the reason for a lot of things happening in my life. But, um, you know, I went right back out there and uh, we ended up winning that game and I ended up winning the MVP of the game. So, um, you know, against a great Clemson team. So that was yeah, yeah. that was just something that really, like I said, tested my faith. And, and it was, uh, you know, leaning on God and trying to understand what lessons he was trying to teach me at the time. And, um, you know, it was, it was really big for me. So that's something, you know, Florida State was great and I am, am very appreciative and thankful for that. But Clemson really was one that, um, you know, put put myself put me to the test personally. Okay, all right. So as a quarterback at USF, there's a lot of quarterback path through USF. A lot of quarterbacks came through. They have been backups that never even played, but you was able to start and 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 not just that. You left a legacy, right? You ranked third overall as a quarterback at USF with over eight thousand five hundred yards, right, and over fifty two touchdowns, right? right. And and when you think of that, I always remember and I always want to ask you what you think about that 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 record that you set in just a single game with Cincinnati with over four hundred yards. <laughs> like after yeah. that game, how you felt? It felt great. I mean, but at the end of the day, I'll never forget it. We still lost, so <laughs> so that that you know, I, I take a hundred yards less in in a win. Um, but um, you know, records are, are meant to be broken. Um, you know, I really what I've one thing I've noticed back as a coach here at USF, um, every quarterback that's come uh, before me uh, has set a record, and every quarterback behind him has broken it. So. Uh, you know, uh, Marquel Blackwell was the first quarterback to set multiple records, and then Matt Grothy came behind him, and then I came behind Matt, and then uh, Quentin Flowers came behind me. So uh, I just hope that legacy continues of great quarterbacks and athletic quarterbacks and, um, you know, record-setting quarterbacks that I don't think really get all the respect that they deserve, um, you know, because they really put, you know, their blood, sweat, and tears and their bodies on the line uh, to get a win, to, to be successful, and, uh, to help out their team and to better their situations with their families with having the opportunity to go to, to, go to the next level. Okay, okay. All right, so so now from 09 to 2012, you did you did what you need to do, right? right. You, you you have built yourself a legacy. You're also looking at the at the at the most high and be like, okay, is there is there a possible chance for me to go, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. I believe that there was an injury happened yeah. before before the season, right? right. Yeah. Um like at that moment, you like you have your eyes on the prize, and now the season happened. How that make you feel? Did you feel like you still have a chance of being drafted? Yeah, I mean, it was rough. I mean, I broke my ankle my senior year. Uh, I missed the last three games. Um, so, you know, I just remember, you know, crying and being upset, sitting on the operating table, like, man, is, is this is this it? You know, I played football since I was six. Um, you know, is this? Did I get right to the front door? And God, you're not gonna give it to me. So that was rough. But um, at the end of the day. Um, you know, I had an opportunity, I was able to, to heal and, um, was able to participate in my uh, pro day. Um, and, uh, you know, I was <laughs> fortunate enough to get drafted. Um, 
You know, I got drafted in the seventh round to the San Francisco 49ers. I sat there on the very last day, um, you know, and just waited and waited and waited. And, uh, you know, finally my name was called. And, um, you know, I just I, I just remember, you know, uh, going to the bathroom to answer the phone. Uh, it was Jim Harbaugh, the head coach at the time. Um, you know, because all my family was sitting in the living room, so I wanted to have a little privacy just to hear what he was saying. And he asked me if I wanted to uh, come to California. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't mind going. Uh, but I'm, you know, I want to play. He's like, yeah, you're, you're San Francisco 49er. He said that. I was just ecstatic, man. It was a dream come true. No, no, definitely, definitely. Because, yeah. I mean, think about it. it. Like, every every kids these days who step out there, who put all, you don't know how many work you got to put in. Like, right. like think about it. Like, you, you, you say you're playing ball from you were six, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and until you were, like, a senior in college, you know what I'm saying, to hear your name call, you know what I'm saying, for that to happen, like, like you know, that moment right there. So, c- the moment that you, you came back out the bathroom, and, and I know your family asking questions, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> how was you able to break that down to them and be like, Hey, listen. Um, he just told me that I'm a, I'm gonna be a forty. So it's kind of funny how it happened. So uh, people don't know this, but live uh, live TV is on a delay. Uh, so when they uh, uh, there, it's always seconds behind what actually is really going on and happening. And uh, when I went in the bathroom and answered the phone um, before I could come out the bathroom, uh, uh, Roger Goodell was on TV and my name flashed across the screen and he announced me as a 49er. So. Uh, before I can even open up the door, they, they're beating it down, um, you know, excited as well. So I couldn't even, you know, I didn't verbally have to tell them that they, they saw it, you know, go across the screen. So, Okay. So got drafted by the 49ers, right? And But but you, but you got put in a place where you was able to to experience that Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, how did that make you feel when, when you first won that Super Bowl? Like, I remember, I, remember the, I remember the day that you guys won the Super Bowl. I remember watching you. You was on TV, and you had your phone out. I remember. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm like, man, that's BJ, man. I know BJ. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? That's BJ. I know BJ. Like, how did that make you feel? How many, how, how many phone calls you got at that moment? Man, phone was blowing up, man. I, I don't even think I had time. I didn't have time to answer, you know, the notifications, the messages, the phone calls, the text messages. It was it was crazy. And, um, you know, we experienced that Super Bowl in New York. We beat the Broncos when I was with the Seahawks. And, um, you know, it was it was something that I had never experienced before because I had never won anything, to be honest with you. Um, we didn't win the state championship in high school. I didn't win – um, you know, really, you know, the conference championship in won college. Won the bowl game. Won the bowl game, but uh, you know, the 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 big the big thing is winning winning it all. Um, and that was the first time a, a team that I was on um won it all. We could say that we were the best team uh in the league uh that year, and that was something that I had never experienced. Um, you know, and I fought so hard to try to do. I mean, you're in high school, you really want to win the state championship. You know, you. You're in college, you really want to go to the national championship or win the conference, and uh, to win the Super Bowl to say that you were the best team in the in you know the National Football League that um, that's rare. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can, and um, you know, I it was it was just an amazing experience, you know, playing with uh, you know Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson and Earl, Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill. I mean, Bobby Wagner, all these guys are Hall of Fame guys. These guys are guys that are going to wear gold jackets one day. And um, I had an opportunity to not only play with them, but also get them know, to know them as people. Definitely, definitely. So, like, 
as 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 a young quarterback, right? And knowing that you experienced that, and like, what lesson have you learned from that that you can talk about today? Um, I guess the biggest thing is like our, the way you know I think this generation is is kind of like what have you done for me lately? So mm. the biggest thing I you know with these kids now, they probably don't even remember that game, but I have I have uh, film or. I want to thank y'all for listening. Right now, we're gonna take a quick break in the podcast and let you know about Anchor. We'll be back right after this. Pictures and things I can show them. Um, so then when I name drop, it's me naming name dropping to help them understand. Like, look. The guys that you like, the guys you respect, the guys you look up to, I play with them. These are some of the things and tools that they told me. These are some of the things I watched them do. So I'm just taking this information that I got from them and passing it to you. Um, and that in turn will, you know, make them kind of listen a little more. It's it's easier for someone to respect you uh, if you've experienced it. Um, you know, my dad talks about this all the time. Um, you know, the the you know if you're if you're an alcoholic, for example. Um, and you're, you know, in remission, you, you're completely, you know, done with your addiction and things like that. Um, the best teacher, the best person that can talk to someone that's going through that struggle is someone who actually went through it, someone who actually did it, someone who actually, you know, uh, knows what rehab is like or knows, um, you know, the feeling of uh, being at a low moment in their life or whatever it may be. So for me, um, just the experience and things that I've been through, I've seen, I've played the game. Um, you know, I think that, you know, when I speak to some of these young athletes, they kind of listen a little more um, because they know that I've been to some of the places that they want to go. Okay, okay. So, like, so you talk about where you came from and all the experience have you gained and, you know what I'm saying, you, you've seen it all, you know what I'm saying. So when you look back at life, any regrets? Or, um, do you have any regrets that you could say, <laughs> like, you'd, if you'd have done anything different today? Uh, I wouldn't call them regrets, but, you know, being young, um, you know, uh, sometimes just not being very knowledgeable. There's a lot of things I wish I would have done different, um, you know, but I'm thankful uh, that through all those experiences, good or bad, um, they've actually continued to shape and mold me. Uh, sounds very cliche, but, you know, I, I move a certain way or do certain things a particular way or feel certain ways about certain stuff um, because of what I've experienced. And I, I have to be thankful and appreciative of it because the older I'm getting now, I'm seeing that those things happen for a reason. And, um, good or bad, you know, when I look at these, you know, young athletes at USF now, um, you know, I'm able to talk and tell them about things that I did wrong or the things I didn't like or I wish I would have changed to try to help them uh, get through. So I know that those things happen or good or bad, like I said, they happen for a reason. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, all right, so so with everything that, that, that you went through, so while you were in the NFL, right, you did five seasons, right? Mm -hmm. Five seasons. How many teams you played with? Oh, man, uh, I got to go through them. Signed with San Francisco, uh, played with Seattle for three years, um, three seasons, then signed with the Houston Texans. Uh, then su the summertime, I signed a contract with the New York Giants. Um, and then my last stint in the NFL was with the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, yeah. all right. So I do have a question for that, but I'm going I'm to I'm reverse back to it. So so three seasons with, with, the, with the Seahawks, right? right. And um, two Super Bowl appearances. With the Seahawks, yep. There we go. All right. Mm -hmm. There was a situation that happened that you know, <laughs> oh, man. you know, like, th that should have happened, right? Man, you said we weren't going to talk about this on air, man. God. <laughs> no, no. I'm, just, nah, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. Think, I, think, I think this is big because, yeah, yeah. because then I felt like, I really feel like the Seahawks should have won this football, right? You're right. I yeah. feel like the Patriots should have Me too. <laughs> because... You have you 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 have Marshawn Lynch talk about it all the time. Uh -huh. He tried not to because he was he's pissed. Yeah. So yeah. you being right there, seeing it happen, like that moment that 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 as a quarterback, 
Yeah. You like what? You're not gonna run the ball. Yeah. At, like you just had Marshawn Lynch run the ball twice. True. Right. And you got what? Oh, first down. What? You're not running the ball. Yeah. Oh, we about to throw the ball. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, what was going through your to your head at that moment? Um. Just utter disbelief, maybe. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think I had the same reaction everybody else did that was watching it, man. You got uh, one of the biggest backs, best backs in the league right now, uh, most physical guys uh, that only needs to gain you know, just about a yard. So uh, to not run that football, that was huge. Uh, that was big. And then uh, the crazy part is the worst possible thing that could potentially happen, happened. Uh, it wasn't an incomplete pass. It wasn't – it was an interception. It, uh. So that was – that was crazy because um, you go six, 16, 17 weeks through a season and plus playoffs, and it all boils down to one play, one yard, one moment, one minute, one play. It's, it's crazy. Okay, okay, okay. So so let me ask you a question. Have you spoke to Marshawn Lynch? That's my guy. That's my guy. Man, I, me and Marshawn FaceTime all the time. Uh, you know, I, me and his mother have a great relationship too. I mean, he he treats my little sisters like they're his his little sisters. That's that's a guy I feel like I can call and lean on at any point in time. Um, and he, he, we talk about, we don't even really even talk about football anymore. It's about life. Um, you know, as you know, he's working with the NFL now with, you know, financial things as far as trying to help guys to continue to uh, keep their chicken in their pocket, as he would say, and, you know, just things like that. So um, Marshawn is definitely not, you know, whatever the perception may be. Um, he's a funny dude. He's very caring. He's, he's extremely loyal. And, um, you know, once you get in, um, you know, you're, you're in, um, and he expects nothing out of you except loyalty. And that's kind of what, you know, I kind of expect out of him as well. So, um, great relationship with him. And, um, he, he, he's a, he's a good friend. All right. So, you, so let's go back to it. You play with five teams, right? right? Five teams. So which team would you say you had the most fun time with and mm-hmm. why? Seattle, without a doubt. Um, you know, I'm a young player in a, in a league where, uh, we probably were the most uh, popular candidate football team in the in the country at that time. I mean, you got, um, you know, big big respect to Russell and his wife Sierra. Um, you know, so them and the dynamic they brought, um, the popularity Pete Carroll as a as a very fun, you know, energetic coach. Um, you know, who has a, a, a kind of quirky kind of style. Um, you know, you got Earl Thomas, like I said, Cam Chancellor, and you got Mar- uh, Marshawn. Uh, who is famous sometimes for not talking. Uh, <laughs> no interviews. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got Richard Sherman who will talk. And he's going to yeah. talk. And, um, you know, it, we just had so many different dynamics on our team. And everybody, I think, was uh, was very popular at the time um, for multiple reasons. Um, so that, And then the city of Seattle, that's one place I, I really love and enjoy. I have a lot of respect for everyone that lives there. And um, it was a place I actually was going to call home. Uh, before I moved to Tampa, but um, yeah, just just I mean the the 12s in Seattle, which are the, the fan base. Uh, it's the only it's the that entire state supports the football team. It's sold out every week, no matter who they play, uh, preseason or not. Um, it's a it's a it's a pretty cool place. Okay, so just as a quarterback to a quarterback, so as, as like when when you think about Russell Wilson, right? Like, mm. what type of person is he? Because I feel like he's when I look at Russell Wilson, he just seems like that person who just don't even talk. You know what I'm saying? Like you you have to be in that circle for you to even get some type of conversation out of him. Yeah, Russell's cool, man. He, he he's a he's a level headed guy. Um, he's a Christian man. You know he he uh, he's very energetic. He loves the game of football. Um, you know, and when you get on that field with him, you'll hear him talk. He's gonna he gonna talk. He's gonna try to do his best to motivate you as a leader of that football team. And 
Um, you know, he he's definitely a guy that um, I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for. Uh, like myself, being a shorter, undersized black quarterback in the NFL, um, you know, coming into the league, you know, you don't necessarily meet the eye the eye standard. Uh, meaning, when they the scouts look at you, they don't they want the six four, six five, two hundred thirty pound big statue that stands back there, and you know, th- kind of throws it like Tom Brady and uh, Russell's Russell plays the game different, and um, the way he plays is is what the game is now evolving to with athletic and mobile and dual threat guys, and um, you know, his style is very similar to mine, um, and um, so I learned a lot from him and um, being there with the plays and. Uh, and some, you know, some things on how to handle yourself as a pro off the field, and um, yeah, Russell's Russell's a good a good person. Okay, so you got so you got drafted as a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember they try to convert you to be a receiver, right. slot, running back. Yeah, like yeah. how did that make you feel? Which one of those you felt like would you, was was you? Yeah, well, quarterback is is me. It's in my blood. It's always been the reason I changed positions. Um, you know, which is oxymoron. So, so you did that? Yeah. Well, Pete Carroll asked me. Um, you know, if I wanted to change uh, positions for an opportunity to play. Uh, Russell, up until just last week, has never missed the game and huh. never gotten hurt. Yeah, um, man. So I'm he... pissed off right now. I, I got, <laughs> listen, man, I, I, got, I got a lot of his receivers on my team, and now that I've seen that um, um, Gino yeah. um, in the game, I'm like, man, what's up? Throw the ball, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, throw the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gino be all right. Gino be good, man. I, I, uh, shout out to Gino as well. Uh you know, he's a Florida guy from Miami. Um, so, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a situation where opportunity to play. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to, to uh, re-sign and up my, the money I made in my contract. And um, at the time, it was it was a thing that I, I did. Um, I wish that I would have stayed at quarterback um, because that's where my heart is. That's what I fell in love with. That's the position I played. That's the reason I came to USF. That's the reason I wore number seven. So just all those factors included. Um, you know, I, that's, that's an opportunity where that's something I wish I would have continued to do and just play quarterback, uh, continue to be patient, um, you know, and just trust the process on how things work, um, whether it be uh, I get traded to another team one day or whether I'm just still in the league backing up, um, you know, Russell and waiting for my opportunity to come because uh, who's to say that it would not it would have happened earlier? Who's to say uh, it would have happened last week? You never know. Okay, so 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 you so you moved on, right? And um, the Atlanta Falcons, and and but but then you 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 went back to court to being a quarterback because you tried out for the you you was actually the CFL and the XFL, right? Yeah, I went to Canada for a little bit, and then uh, the XFL, I played quarterback. Yeah, yeah. and I I remember when the, actually I was gonna actually come out to a game in Orlando. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, I, and and I'm like, damn, like I'm about to come out there to watch you play. You know, what I'm saying me and my boys them and stuff like that. But I heard you got hurt. Yeah. You know yeah. I'm saying, how did you feel when that happened, right there? How? What type of message did that send to your body, to your mind? Well, I mean, one, it was me getting older. Um, <laughs> two, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it, it it really humbled me and put me in a position where, um, I had to figure out life stuff. Um, because football was all the only thing that I knew. Um, only thing I ever wanted to really do. Um, I had my degree in criminology, but all my eggs were in the football basket. So uh, for me to get hurt there, um, thinking that I was going to be the guy and all that kind of stuff, um, it, it definitely bothered me. But um, I spoke about it today, man. It, you know, God has a way of humbling you and putting you in different positions so you can learn certain lessons. So, uh, you know, he'll knock you down, but he's not going to, you know, knock you out. You know, so um, it was a it was a great opportunity for me to grow and learn as a man. Um 
and uh, just kind of just sit back and watch and learn uh, little details of football that I may not have paid attention to before um, and just still have an opportunity to experience because I still was on the team. So they got a chance to, uh, you know, I got a chance to see the part. The team I played for was in Salt Lake City, Utah. So I had a chance to see a different part of the country I would have never gone to for any reason whatsoever. So it was, wow. it was a you know, pretty good experience. All right, so so 2018 happened, right? And mm-hmm. um, Tallahassee. So now you decide that you want to go start mentoring um, these high school and start become right. a coach. So you became a, a head coach. You came, became a quarterback coach yeah. for Leon High Leon, School. Yeah. Is that where you went? Yeah. No, I went to Lincoln. Okay, so I went, went to Lincoln. It's funny, though. Leon is the rival uh, okay. to Lincoln. So. Oh, you keep on stabbing in the back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm yeah, dirty, dirty guy. <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, so my dad has been a, a high school basketball coach at Leon High School for okay. some 10-plus years. Um, uh, Lincoln at the time had uh, positions already full and filled. So um, I did go to the rival uh, Leon High School to coach quarterbacks. And, um, you know, that was another experience. You know, I had an opportunity to, to figure out, uh, you know, what this dynamic is of these high school kids and what they deal with now. It's completely different than stuff we saw or went through. Um, you know, I still remember, you know, getting in arguments with people about my space and being in your top eight and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, now, you know, these kids have a cell phone in school, can do and look up and search and text and talk and tweet and TikTok and do whatever. And it's um, crazy how, like, that creates so much social anxiety for these young kids. And they worry about the things that really don't matter. And they're trying to portray, uh, the, they're, you know, 14, 15 years old. They're trying to portray things that, um, adults haven't even quite figured out yet. So um, it was an interesting experience. You know, I would say I always tell people I am, I was the quarterback coach, but I felt more like a guidance counselor and a mentor than anything else. So, Okay. So, so, so you was there for eight games, right? Y'all won six out of eight games, mm-hmm. right? And then, okay. So after winning six out of eight games, then, then USF appear, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, after Leon, um, I was the head coach uh, okay. at my high school, uh, the high school I went to, which is Lincoln High School. Okay. Um, you know, and there uh, is when we went uh, six out of eight. Um, and that that was a, a great experience to come back to the school that I learned so much from and see some of the teachers that were in, this, in the school. And uh, my athletic director, Joe Valisi, he was the baseball, he was my baseball coach in high school. So it was, it was really cool seeing people that uh, kind of raised me, I guess, in a way. Um, and now I'm back in the school in a position like a head coach um, and still seeing them. So they saw me a little a little different as, as a young BJ, but um, a guy that grew up, had experienced life, had you know grew up as a man and um, was now trying to give back to the school and the community that gave me so much. So. What about the stu- what about the students? What about the athlete? How did they look at you as a, yeah. as a player knowing that you, you actually got a scholarship, went to college and got drafted, yeah. playing this football actually? Won a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. Right? How I mean, do they look at you? A lot of res- a lot of respect. Um, you know, like I said, this generation now is what have you done for me lately, and um, I'm I'm able to for them with all their little cell phones and stuff and gadgets. They're able to Google me. They're able to YouTube things and whatever I'm saying, they can fact check me. That's the biggest thing. These kids now, you just can't tell them anything. They're gonna they're gonna look it up. They're gonna yeah. try to figure out if that's are you sure that's what you said. Now, oh well, here's my phone. That's not right. Like that's how they are. And, uh, it was cool, though, because, um, you know, through my body of work and what I've experienced athletically, um, they were able to listen to me as far as, hey, look, if you want to get a scholarship, this is how you do it. You take these steps. Then they can actually say, oh, well, he got a scholarship. Maybe I should listen to him. Um, so it was kind of cool um, to be there. And I still have a relationship with those guys now. I still talk to some of them now. And 
Um, we communicate, you know, every now and then within the within the rules. And, um, you know, I'm still looking up, you know, them now, what the guys there, what now they're doing and how, how successful they are and who they're playing every Friday. So I'm still keeping up with them. Okay, okay. So now USF happened, right? How did that happen? Um, well, uh, I reached out to Coach Scott, um, Jeff Scott, and uh, basically told him, you know, I, Tampa is the city that I love. I've always wanted to come back. Um, you know, do you have any space available or opportunity for me to come back in any capacity to try to help out, uh, mentor these, you know, the, these kids. And, um, you know, I, you know, last year at Lincoln was kind of rough. Um, not from a, uh, from no, any other standpoint than COVID. I mean, COVID was rough and you're dealing in the, with a high school with like all high schools, you don't, you're limited in your resources like you are in college and the NFL. So, um, you know, there was a, with dealing with COVID and limited resources, it was kind of tough and I kind of wanted to get into a, you know, another space and environment where, um, you know, we have the resources, the money and, and the booster club and the, you know, the uh, board to try to, um, you know, elevate, you know, number one, my career, number two, but also uh, the COVID situation. So it was kind of rough. And I, you know, I, I really reached out to him and asked him if they had anything available. Um, he basically told me they have an analyst job available and it just happened to fall in place that, um, you know, the position that I'm helping out, is quarterbacks. So uh, I get an opportunity to sit back, watch uh, these young guys now and, uh, you know, kind of advise them and talk to Coach Weiss, who's the offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, same thing I did in high school I'm doing now. I'm just trying to give these kids as much information as, as possible with the things I did right and the things I did wrong. So how far are you looking to take this? Because you know that coaching is definitely sometimes you have to move around. Yeah. For, for you to get, get where you're trying to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I've moved around so much in my career. Um, my biggest thing now is I kind of want to stay here. I, I want to uproot myself. I want to uh, start a family. I want to have kids. I want to live in Tampa. I want to, you know, you know, have the house with the white picket fence. What would you just said? What? You want to have yeah. a what? You want to have kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. White picket fence? I'm getting old, man. I'll be 32 uh, on <laughs> Sunday, um, you know, October 24th. So, uh, OVO, Scorpio gang, that's me. Uh, so, are you saying there's a lady in line? Nah, not not right now. Um, but I, I'm going to make sure that I'm setting myself up uh, for me to be able to accept, you know, the one that's coming. Um, okay, I, okay, I, do, okay. I, do, I do believe that. So, um, but yeah, that's don't be blocking your blessings now. Nah, <laughs> hey, don't be blocking your yeah, blessings can't now. Do <laughs> can't do that at all. But uh, but yeah, so Tampa is where I want to be, and um, you know this coaching thing, as you said, it's 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 a it's a you know it, it can go anywhere. Um, but you know if I had a, a choice, um, you know I would really want to stay here. I really want to you know invest my time, energy, effort, and family um, back into Tampa and this university. So you want to stay in coaching, like is there? So if coaching, if coaching does not happen, right? Are yeah. you have a backup plan? Yeah, um, you know. So I'd love to be a part of like uh, player development um, or a mentoring program at USF. Um, you know, because it's not always about football, and I don't even have. I think I have more non-football conversations with those players than than anything else. I mean, they've heard X's and O's all their life, and they're going to continue to hear that. But um, you know, there are lessons that need to be learned on how to be a man and. And what that really means, um, you know, and, you know, I talked about it today. Uh, the biggest thing is, you know, just love. I don't think people know how to how to love and how to accept love. And, um, you know, if you're not getting the love you need, then, you know, what do you do? Do you shell up or do you continue to spread love? Like, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, I, you know, I talked about, you know, the greatest love that was, was ever displayed was, um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but God laying his, his life down for us. I mean, 
I mean, that's that's love. It's unconditional. It's all those things. So I have those conversations with those guys. For example, not you know you know get on them real bad because they threw the ball too high or too low. That's gonna happen. Um, but so is life. So. Okay. Okay. So. So. Okay. So I, I got. We. I got to address this, DJ, because you know what? You are part of the USF club now. You. 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 You, you are a part of that team. Yeah. What's going on with USF, man? Because people keep on talking to me, and I got to. <laughs> man, I get beat yeah. up for stuff like that, man. What's going on with USF, man? Yeah. Um. You know, right now we're a team still trying to figure it out. Um. You know, when I say figure it out, figure out how to win. Um. And. Um. You know, that's that's obvious, but I, I do think that that uh, that we're really close. Um. You know, I wasn't here last year, but as a as an alumni and as a fan of the sport and the team, um, I watched us last year, and I think we look a lot different this year. I think we look like we're we're prepared or we're wanting uh, to win, or we we're tired of the uh, you know facing situations and not overcoming them with a win. And um, I feel us getting close. Um, you know, the good thing about the rest of this season is that we still have all of our conference games in line. So we still have the opportunity to play in a conference championship this year. We still have an opportunity to go to a bowl game this year. Um, you know, our, our first three games of the season were, was uh, top three, I think, in the country as far as uh, our competition. I mean, we played NC State. Uh, we played BYU. Um, you know, SMU's pretty good, but we also played Florida. Yeah. I mean, those guys, that's not that's not an easy road to take. So we had the hardest non-conference schedule, uh, top three in the country. Um there's no Florida States. There's no Alabamas. There's nobody that is playing those three teams in a row at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, that's how things started for us. And um, at the end of the day, I, I think that the competition level that we played against um, and, and playing BYU on the road and, you know, Florida's and things and NC State on the road, man, I think we're going to really uh, shake this thing around coming forward, moving forward, uh, playing our conference games. You know, we got six more weeks. Um, so I think we're going to make some noise. All right, I know you talk a little bit about family and everything like that, but where do BJ's go? Where do BJ go from here? Um, what you mean? Like career wise, like you know, what I'm saying you talk about you want to build a family, so I, I get right. that. But like with your with your career, you as a person, like where do you go from here? Like, are you gonna stay where you at right here in the in the in being a, an analysis, uh -huh. or are you looking to like move into more coaching, more hardcore? Yeah, I mean, I love I love to be the quarterback coach at USF and like be the quarterback coach, um, you know, and really give and invest as much as I can. Um, you know, there's a lot of knowledge and things that I have based off my experiences that I want to share. Um, you know, and I have to respect the position that I'm in. There are people that are above me in the in the coaching uh, in our coaching offices, and um, I have a lot of respect for them. The places they've been and they've earned their stripes. They've earned that respect. So. Um, you know, even if being an analyst is something I need to do for a year or two or whatever it may be, um, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to be patient and, and, and work where my feet are currently um, and, and give it all I got. Um, and giving all I got is not, not from my own personal standpoint, but I, I think I owe it to um, the kids that are there now to, to give them my best. So. All right, so as so so just to summary everything up, right? Like you you you've been from from six years old all the way to where you're currently at right now. Mm -hmm. What type of advice do you have for the young generation kids that right now that's coming up? Um, advice for the young generation. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess just just focus on the little things. Like I don't think people really, you know, and I haven't as much as just appreciate the little stuff. Um, you know, everybody wants the big car. Everyone wants the nice house. Um, everyone wants the accolades and the awards and things like that, but nobody is 
um, necessarily giving you the blueprint on how to get there. And this goes back to, um, you know, what my dad told me as a young player um, in high school, um, just focus on the little things, okay? So focus on game one. Focus on Monday. On Monday, you go to work. I mean, you go to practice. Okay, you got to lift weights. You got to be on time for class. You got to do your homework. Uh, you got to take care of your body. Um, you got to go to practice. You got to watch film. Um, if you can figure out a way to do those things consistently, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, whatever, when game day comes, you'll be ready and prepared. Uh, and then you'll be thankful and satisfied um, with where you are. So the journey uh, that you that it took to get to Saturday or that game day, you will respect it and appreciate it. Um, so it doesn't matter how big the house or car or how much y'all won by or how many touchdowns you threw. You appreciated the journey, and it helped you get to a position where you feel proud of yourself and comfortable. Um, and the biggest thing, you know, like I said about my dad in high school, I was comparing myself to the guys going to USC and Clemson and things like that. That wasn't for me. That's not the road that I was supposed to take. And um, this younger generation now, focus on the little things and the little victories. And at the end of the day, you know, when you finally own your house, regardless of what it looks like, you put the work in for it. So you can be thankful and proud of it. whatever car you end up driving. Um, you know, it, 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 it'll all be, you know, worth it. Um, but if you look to your left and your right and you say, okay, well, I got this car, but this person got this car, but this person has this house. You, you're not going to ever be happy. You're going to continue to chase something you'll never be able to accomplish or achieve. So, well, Definitely. You hear that from BJ, man. Listen, you, I, I feel like as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, this generation, man, don't put your eggs in one basket because mm -hmm. I think that some of us, like what we do is like we say, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be this. Okay, that's fine. You, you, you could go hard for that, right? right? But also you have to make sure that you have a backup plan because not, not, not just one plan will work. Because when when that plan fumble, you want to make sure that you can get up and, and stand strong again and keep moving. Because if you look at the percentage of, of student athlete that go pro, right? Guess what happened? If they only have one, if they have one goal, what would happen with a backup goal? They would not have nothing to move back on. So just keep on striving, man. As you're young, you keep moving. You know what I'm saying? I talked to my, my my son like that. I'm like, hey, listen. I see that, but I push my son on education. Listen, this is what you're going to be, what you want to be. Let's talk about it, what you want to be. I make sure I get you all the resources so you can be successful. Oh, you want to you want to come to work with me? Let's go to work with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, you want to go, what do you want to be? I, I'll talk to someone so you could go to work with them so you could see what they do. You know what I'm saying? If you want to, and also with, as football, I take you out and, and I get you among people who actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. you can be successful, but I'm not going to harp on it too much, man, but as you hear BJ talk about his, his, his struggle and what he's been through and all his success, you know, and where he's coming from since he was six years old until he's here today, you know what I'm saying? He ain't crying today, man, you know what I'm saying? He's happy where he at, you know what I'm saying? Because he understands what life is all about. But this is us, man. Talk up the thing, man. Make sure you check us out. That this little boy from the hood would do good He done made it this far All the places you would go If you really, really want it Ain't nobody had to tell me grind hard Okay, never will I give up on my dreams I kinda need those Running in that sun and it's hotter than some Cheetos They was chasing rappers, I was chasing my dog Hito And we could bet some money He faster than your people Whole lot of blood, sweat and tears Can't forget them nights when we had the 